Hello and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. Uh, this is a podcast about the church and for the church. We say that every week, but it's a good reminder. My name is Connor Hass and I'm here with Mike Shera. If you're listening from uh, outside of Grace Church of Orange, we're both uh, at Grace Church of Orange. Uh, pastors here, and most of you know that already. We are with you today, uh, in some sense, I guess, Mike, we could say with heavy hearts because of the news. And so today on the podcast, we want to we want to try to address some of what's happened in America, even just in the last few days, um, with the shooting in Texas, uh, with some news in the Southern Baptist Convention, with honestly it's a long list of things and so we want to we want to wade into some of these things today and just try to give some biblical perspective to you as you're trying to process these things so mike let me start with this question to you how do we make heads or tails of, of what's happening in america there are there were 14 i think now 18 reported dead from the shooting that happened uh on tuesday in texas how do we make heads or tails of what's happening in america right now mm-hmm. well first we weep and we weep with those who weep. Just like we rejoice, we're called to rejoice with those who rejoice. But I think first we weep. Uh, we, it just gives us another taste of depravity. And if, if it doesn't, if it doesn't point a Christian to the depths of depravity in their own hearts, then something's broken. And we know we're broken, but what I mean by that is we need to be aware that there but for the grace of God go I. I'm not saying that all of us would do some heinous murders, but I am saying that all of us have the the capacity and the propensity to perpetuate perpetuate the same kind of evil things. Right. So there's that. First we weep and then we I think recognize our own depravity. But I think above that, the answer because because everybody I think everyone feels like they have to have an answer. I mean, we're doing this today, right? And we were trying to give help, but we're one of, you know, probably millions that are saying something about this. The answer is not to rush to join the mob and point the finger at whoever we think is the most deserving of, you know, depraved scoundrel of the moment award. Um, Politicians are running to blame whoever they wish and pundits are running to bloviate about whatever they wish. I hope we're not that way. We're gonna point people to the Word of God today. Uh, Christians, especially pastors and elders, need to cling to the inerrant Word of God. So I guess I would say this. All I know is that when the depths of depravity rise up causing great harm, as they have most recently, uh, the only soothing balm that I have found is the perfect Word of the only sovereign God. And so let's let's let the Word wash over us uh, for a few moments here. I'll point us first to Psalm 138 and verse 2 and verse 3. And it says this, I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted, literally magnified or become great above all things, your name and your word. On the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul, you increased. You know, and, and I look right next door to it in Psalm 139, and it's all about being comforted by God's providence and sovereignty. He's He's all-knowing. Oh, Lord, you've searched me and known me. You know when I sit down, when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. Even before there was a word on my tongue, behold, oh, Lord, you know it all. So God knows everything about us, and he knows everything about everything. That psalm goes on to say he sees everything about you. He's omnipresent. He's he's all present. And where should I where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? And and he's also omnipotent. He's all powerful. He he keeps our life. 
It says in verse 13, you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully, wonderfully made and wonderful are your works. And my soul knows it very well. And, and that's all up against, you know, hearing that all these young children were just mowed down by a, a senseless act of, of brutality and, and evil. And um, we don't make, we don't know how to make sense of that. Um, but it's interesting what God keeps saying to us in the word in Ephesians uh, chapter one. It points us once again, knowing the sin that is in the world and the sin that's in our hearts. Paul prays that the eyes of their hearts would be enlightened, that you would know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, what's the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And then verse 22, he put all things under his feet. All things are under the feet of Christ, even the senseless tragedies, even the things that tear, you know, our hearts in two. And so the answers really are found and, and the only soothing balm is in the, in the only sovereign God and his, his perfect word. Mm-hmm. You, um, just a few minutes ago, you mentioned some verses in Isaiah, um, which I just, as you're reading them, they really speak to the moment right now. Do you, mm-hmm. um. Do you want to share those and just kind of where your mind has gone is in response yes. to those? You were saying this was from your reading this morning. Sure. And, and again, uh, listeners, this is not going to be a long podcast today. Uh, I think we're going to probably say a couple more comments and then close it. Yeah. Um, yep. And we all need to pray. We need to search our own hearts. But, you know, when you ask, ask the question, what do we do? I think my prayer would be that every Christian, that I and every Christian would be wise with our words and biblical in our judgments, and we wouldn't rush uh, to join the mob that does little, if any, good, uh, that we wouldn't wade into the debate about what's the greatest threat, which I think only furthers the divide. But I think what we do is we stand with the crucified, risen, returning Savior who knows all things, and he waits until the day that he will make all things right. Mm-hmm. But I love Isaiah 26. I was reading this just this morning. I was telling Connor earlier. This is one of the verses I was reading as I was reading through uh, McShane's Bible reading for the day. And as it turns out, it's especially the last verse of, of this chapter. But let me just read a little sampling. Isaiah 26, verse 3. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you, fixed on you, because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for for God the Lord is an everlasting rock. For he has humbled the inhabitants of the height, the lofty city. He lays it low, he lays it low to the ground. He casts it to the dust. In verse 8, in the path of your judgments, O Lord, we wait for you. Your name and your remembrance are the desire of our soul. Hmm. Verse 13, O Lord our God, other lords besides you have ruled over us but your name alone we bring to remembrance he's the only soothing balm in this moment and then verse 21 um, for behold the lord is coming out from his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity and the earth will disclose the blood shed on it and will no more cover its slain hmm. I, uh, that's the one that, as you're reading, stood out to me. Just this idea that, um, yeah, everyone is clamoring for justice in our in our world, you know, around America as well as the globe. And that verse 
like so many others in the Bible, says there's a day there is a day coming when the earth will disclose everything that's happened on it. You know, and the New Testament even brings I think some more clarity that the Lord will judge according to the secret things of the heart. You know, mm-hmm. when He comes to judge uh, in Christ Jesus, Romans two. So the the very bottom of our heart will be bare before the Lord, and that's true of everybody. And praise God that if we believe we're in Christ and we're covered. Uh, by his blood and secure in him from the wrath of God on that last day. But for for those who don't come to Christ and trust him, perfect justice is coming. And not a mm-hmm. not an ounce of, of guilt will be left on the table. The Lord's justice will be perfect and it'll even be cause for us to have joy in that in that uh, in that day. So uh, there's more obviously that we could say, but um, we just we hope that this is an encouragement to you. Uh, we would encourage you to just continue to seek the Lord. The more that we know Him, and Mike, you, you've walked with the Lord longer than I have, so you know this more than I do, but the more we know Him, the longer we live with Him, the deeper we go with Him, the more we know that He's worthy of our trust and is worthy of our, our prayers as well, just openness before Him, telling Him about the things that tra- trouble us and just casting our burdens on Him. So we'd encourage you to do that. But until next time, we hope that you have a good week, and we will talk to you next time on the podcast. God bless you, and we hope that you have a good day serving the Lord.